fans we are live at the phoenix country club host of the 2023 phoenix challenger event and i am joined by a returning champion and dear friend of ours here at cracked rackets a man you know best as my in my opinion the most underrated men's college tennis player of the 2010s of course a man we also know as an all-american during his time at mississippi state ncaa singles finalist now number 80 in the world i buried the lead there as we are joined by the great nuno borges nuno welcome back to our show how are you doing here today honestly great it's uh it's a great place to be at and just uh yeah nice club all around a great tournament and i'm just uh, happy to be here you know like you said 80 yeah. in the world is a great time for to be me <laughs> yeah sure uh yeah great things happening uh, lately and just trying to enjoy as much as I can because it's nice out there. Yeah. No, I mean, first of all, so many different things to say. You'll notice how much longer your intro has gotten, right? Just slowly but surely, you accomplish more and more things. But, you know, I do want to look big picture here, 30,000-foot view. It's a new event they're trying here in Phoenix. This ATP 175K. Is it a Challenger? Is it a 250? Seems more like a 250 to me. I'm curious what your impression has been here through this week in Phoenix. I mean, first round Schwartzman, that's not your typical challenger. Yeah, for sure. Uh, no, I've played a, a lot of great players in the, in the challenger tour, and I guess it is a first to see someone like Berrettini joining a, a challenger, but I don't know. I haven't thought about it too much. It's in between two great tournaments, two of the biggest tournaments, so I guess it justifies having these people here. You know, it didn't go as well. They get the chance to play here. I think it's a great opportunity for us. Uh, yeah, but according, you know, knowing which category it belongs <laughs> to, it's a little tough. I guess it is really in between <laughs> an ATP and uh, those big challengers. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's exciting to be here. I, I thought it was a great opportunity for me to just, you know, experience these things. I know this tournament happened, used to happen before. Yeah. It was already a thing, but it was a 125 and not the same format and also I just think it's it's a great place to yeah. to play some good tennis. Yeah, no, I mean clearly it is a good place to bring out your best tennis as we see that win over Schwartzman yesterday and I'm curious I've heard these courts are extraordinarily slow, extraordinarily gritty. Is that still the Nuno Borges preference to get on a surface like this where uh, you know or have you become a clay court guy now because I'm afraid you might have. No. No, I don't I don't think so. <laughs> I, I still enjoy the clay a lot and I wouldn't say no to a clay tournament sure. at all, but uh, I think I still prefer a little faster courts. These balls tend to get really like fluffed up after after a couple games, so uh, I think most of the players don't really enjoy it, but obviously some really take advantage of it. And maybe I did against Schwarzman, and I played a great match. So I guess just mm-hmm. felt like Starkville a little bit now. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, no, it's because we bra- we made a home environment for you here in yeah. Phoenix. And uh, I am curious, though. You know, again, number eighty in the world. First of all, I haven't had the chance to say this to you personally. Congratulations, Thank my you. friend. Well deserved something. I know we hypothesized for you back in the day, but I'm curious, having actually been on the journey yourself and really going from, you know, 
August 2020, where COVID is finally, they're starting to allow tournaments again, and you're essentially building your ranking from scratch at that point. to that get was about 600, I think. So yeah, or... a lot of futures, though, under yeah, your yeah, resume. Still, futures, Yeah, exactly. No challengers, no ATP rankings. Mm -hmm. To go from there to where you are now, number 80 in the past two years, I mean, again, what's that journey been like to you? What, do, what does it say about the effort you've put in that you are now back into the top 100, 80 in the world, and again, you've positioned yourself really well moving forward. How does that happen? Yeah, even looking a little before that, like coming out of college, I would have thought like just becoming top 100 is a, a dream come true, really. And uh, <laughs> as I was progressing, it just uh, it didn't quite feel the same as I thought it would, it would feel. And uh, so all that was all like a learning experience and really just playing different kinds of tournaments would uh, mm -hmm. would be a surprise for me. You know, didn't really have that experience. Coming out of college was just playing future some some summer uh, some summers in Portugal. And so I was like six, 600, when yeah, 500 sure. something when I was starting back in uh, 2020 after COVID. Coming back from injury too, had... Mm -hmm. a wrist surgery so that was that was a tough time but i honestly came back really well i we had the portugal summer circuit yeah. during that summer and it was it was i think it was the perfect uh, situation for us you know getting back to competing again and uh just getting to feel the ball and yeah sure you know have a a little tournament uh, even though it wasn't for ATP points, I think it really got us going for, for mm -hmm. the rest. And I was in really good shape after that. I guess I used, well, my time yeah. my time off. Uh, Efficiently? And, uh, yeah. And, <laughs> sure. and then get my mind right for the, for the whole year mm -hmm. uh, tour thing that I'm, I've mm -hmm. been doing. But yeah, crazy, crazy long mm -hmm. journey mm -hmm. since, uh, since college, since COVID and... Uh, yeah, like especially this past year and a half too, like mm -hmm. a lot of new experiences. <laughs> sure. I remember having a few talks with uh, some journalists. They're yeah. like, oh, first time this, first time yeah. that, first Davis Cup, first Grand Slam qualies, qualifying, first main draw, first doubles match, yeah. a lot of firsts. So just uh, everything went by so quick. So it's good to actually mm -hmm. sit here with you and actually look back a little bit. Yeah, well, don't worry, myself, Chris Halliores will document it all for, <laughs> for you. Sure. So we'll oh, make sure you, been, yeah, exactly. Talk. He's got the, are you kidding? Do you know how many calls I get a day of like, <laughs> why is Nuno playing this match, Alex? Like, shouldn't if I was him, I would have gone and traveled him. And I'm like, I don't know why you're telling me this. Like, I'm sure, and it's like, well, I told him and he didn't listen, so I gotta <laughs> tell someone. Um, but I am curious because you talk about all the different flashpoints and things that have happened. A lot of cool things to discuss. First of all, rapid fire. Who was Tanner Stump rooting for? You or Ben Shelton at the U.S. Open? Be honest. I think he was rooting for Ben. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, but, uh, yeah. I mean, he spent more time with him, yeah. and lately he's been with him a lot more than sure. he was with me. And uh, you know, yeah. son's coach. Yeah, exactly. No, first of all, I son, so. yeah, I appreciate you answering uh, that question honestly. The answer was he probably just didn't watch. He was like, "It's a win-win for not, me." Yeah, I'm not saying it's the wrong. <laughs> yeah. Choice, but unfortunately for me, it's, I don't have a, much yeah. of a chance. Uh, well, I'm curious. You know, again. Playing a first Grand Slam match, that's what you're chasing as a pro player, to be in the top 100, to be in the mix, versus that opportunity to win the Estoril doubles title, to mm -hmm. be a part of the first Portuguese team to do it. That's got to be number one on the highlight reel, right? Yeah. And I know it's a, f a year later, but what was that experience like for you? Honestly, I've had a lot of highlights, but clearly, like, 
there's a few that uh, yeah. really stand out. That one was just insane. <laughs> we went from wild cards, you know, maybe not playing, yeah. to, you know, getting lucky, getting in, getting a wild card, uh, playing through a tough match. We we were, we just had lost the second set, <laughs> and the the lights were like very weak. But the, at that point, it was like end of the afternoon the lights weren't great so we asked to postpone play the next day an insane super tight yeah. and then from then on we just got on a roll really yeah. like, we started feeling it by the time we played semis i think we had a really dominant match and we just felt so good on court mm -hmm. it's just one of those times that you know the ball is this big yeah and, sure and the court is that wide open yeah. uh, everything seems clear at that point i guess mm -hmm. uh, a lot of pressure and at the same time no pressure at all. We're so in, uh, like, in our zone and just doing <laughs> our thing. It really, but yeah, for sure. Uh, I think we made history there. I think it was huge to bring the Portuguese flag <laughs> a little higher there and yeah, show sure. show the Portuguese fans that it's possible. We're we're right there and. I mean, it was great. Uh, Front. I'm, pl I'm planning on playing with him again. That's what I like to uh, hear. I <laughs> can't expect to win every time. Yeah. But just, sure. I think just playing that tournament is uh, mm -hmm. just a huge opportunity for us. Mm -hmm. Really, really enjoy you know playing the biggest ATP mm -hmm. Portuguese tournament. Yeah. So, no, absolutely. I'm front page of the newspaper, right? Yeah. Did you cut it out? Did you save it? Yeah. Okay, uh, that's what I need to hear. Digital, like, oh, the uh, digital version? No, nowadays you, you didn't get... put it on the mom and dad's fridge? I'm sure there's people. Yeah, those. I, I bet mom cut it out. Come on. And, yeah. you know, I am curious because I don't want to take up too much of your time, and I appreciate you doing this as always. We could chat for an hour, as yeah. we are prone to doing. <laughs> um, but I'm curious for you, again, you're now two and a half years, three years into your pro career. Let me just say, and we've had some fans accumulating. They may not know this about Nuno. He was very skinny in college. He was not the athlete you see in front of you today. And so I'm curious because you've always had the kick serve. You've always had the forehand. Hitting a tennis ball has never been your problem. I'm just curious what the past three years like have looked in terms of, again, dare I say, turning into the physical specimen we see sitting before us now. How, how much of a commitment have you made to that off-court the off-court efforts and what does that look like? I feel like it's the percentage of focus. If I had to say 100% of my focus is on everything. Sure, yeah. Like it's getting less and less to actually the technical stuff and mm -hmm. more towards the physical. I feel okay. like the physical barrier is so much bigger for me mm -hmm. and uh, it's been my main focus, honestly. In those two and a half years, I probably spent a lot more time in the gym than maybe on the court than compared to what I used to do. And I mm -hmm. guess in college, it gave me a little, mm -hmm. for sure, a good prep for, for what's coming and, and the tour. But really, I mean, these guys are very challenging and the matches are mm -hmm. so tough. Uh, you know, being able to play all week and maybe twice in a day, maybe this tournament yeah, is going to sure. be one of those things for a few of us. Uh, it really takes a lot and, and it's hard to compete all year too. So having mm -hmm. a... A strong body and and just being able to hang in there for as long as you can. I think it's it's essential. So, mm -hmm. uh, yep, I've been. Yeah, I've been it's a silly really follow-up to that. I apologize for cutting you off, no. but I know the stories of freshman year. I know how tough those first weeks of training camp were. Yeah, no, oh, no, we're not going to no. bring them up now. There's a crowd here. Don't worry, I wouldn't do that to you. No, no, I can. But, no problem. Yeah, well, I'm no just curious saying. because with that in mind, to go from you know, sitting there in practice being like, I shouldn't be playing today. Like, I don't have any legs left. You know, that's what it used to look like for you where you're faking not cramping when you're actually like, I can't play today, coach. I'm just curious, 
and this is a really stupid question, but if you're ever just sitting there, and I apologize for swearing as I'm going to do now to the people around me, but if you're like, you know what? I'm fucking athletic. Like, you know what? I can squat a little bit. I can sprint a little bit. Have you noticed that at all in this process? No, for sure. Yeah. If I look back to those days, yeah. I, I feel amazing all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I should do it more often, actually, when yeah. I'm feeling low. You know, yeah. just look at me. Just call me. I'll hype you up. Six I'll be like, years ago. Yeah, exactly. Do you remember when you ran a six-second 40-yard dash? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was. I guess it was right after I flew into the States. Yeah. Got in the gym. I guess my legs weren't used to it. Yeah. I was so sore for the whole week yeah. that... Honestly, I, I haven't felt like that since then. Yeah, okay, sure. It was just sure. such a big shock, and then <laughs> I guess I stayed, you know, kept working. It didn't feel like that again, but I remember trying to run, and whenever I would try to, you know, stretch my yeah. my legs a little, it would feel like I'm ripping them off. <laughs> yeah. And some of my teammates <laughs> still remember me complaining, like, ah, I'm <laughs> yeah. just my leg, like, yeah. I cannot do this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was in, uh, at, at the University of South Florida, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's it was the first few. I'm not going to confirm a story for you, but yeah, it was at South yeah. Florida. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. That's a, it's a good one. Yeah, you've come a long way. And so with that, in my last two questions, because I know you want to go relax. Had the day off here today, but obviously, you know, big match tomorrow, mm -hmm. potential for two matches down the road. I'm just curious right now, ATP level top 100 players, what is the thing you think you do best to compete at this level right now and have the success that you're having? Well, I try to think that uh, just being hungrier than yeah. most of them. It is. I know a lot of them are are in this field for so long and <laughs> the tour is already like casual for them. Mm -hmm. So I try to take a little bit of advantage of that. Like this is one of my few firsts and mm -hmm. I'm trying to get the most of I can from the first try, you know, you know, I don't take it for granted because I want to come back here and play mm -hmm. these big tournaments again. So I just try to want a little more than than the other guy. And sometimes at the end of the day, it's it, it makes a difference. And mm -hmm. uh, because everybody can hit the ball really clean, everybody's really physical. These guys are all in great shape. Uh, so <laughs> whatever it takes to make a difference, uh, yeah. <laughs> if it if that's for me, uh, wanting a little more for other people might be something more technical and yeah. No, uh, I love to hear it. I'm curious on the flip side, and we've talked about it a little bit, but my final question here for you, what is the one thing, again, 2023, I'm sure you have many goals. What is the thing you need to do to bring the best version of yourself on court every day? You know, what are the things you are still working on so that this ranking sustains, you can have the 2023 that you're looking for? I think just being able to compete well, Okay. Uh, the whole year, I think great things are going to happen. Mm -hmm. If I stay healthy, obviously... Yeah, First sure. priority, 100%. Just stay healthy, not just physically, but mentally. Yeah. I think uh, we could say that. Mm -hmm. uh, because I, I feel like uh, mentally, if I can hang in there for, for a very long time, a few tournaments are going to you know, happen for me mm -hmm. a little easier than others. And uh, obviously, the opportunities, it's not when we want them. It's when <laughs> they do happen to sure. uh, be there. So... Uh, if I'm there every single time I'm waiting for them, uh, mm -hmm. I think good things can happen. Maybe not, but, you know, that's all I can do. That's all I can control. And mm -hmm. that's what Matt used to tell me all the time. <laughs> sure. That's what I've learned here, too. That, uh, you know, gotta got to play every match. Like, sure. just give your all. Uh, mm -hmm. Don't worry about the next one. You know, mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. No? Do your best in this one, and we'll see what happens. Yeah. I love it. Well, then, let's make a deal. When you finish the year top 50, Thanksgiving, me, you, without Trevor Fauché, <laughs> at Chris Helioris' house. Let's do it. Yeah, let's bring 100%. it back. Uh, you call Strali. I'll call Nick. We'll get the guys together. We'll do what we have to do, because I can't believe I never got the invite to the, to the Thanksgiving no, affair. Crazy. I think... You became a thing maybe a little yeah. after that. Yeah, <laughs> it's so true. That's because we shared that Thanksgiving that first year. Yeah, exactly. We never did again, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, just... It's on the list. Yeah, yeah. it's on the list of things no, to run sure. back. It'd be a good, uh, good celebration. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, again, let's give a round of applause for first-round winner, Nudo Borges, who competing here this week. Nuno, thank you, as always. Thank appreciate you. you taking the time to chat. Thank you.